0: And I'll take roll when you're ready.
1: I'm ready.
0: All right. Trustee Banerjee. Here. Trustee Friedman. Here. Trustee Obligacion. Here. Trustee Splendorio.
2: He's logging. Hold on one moment, please. Okay.
1: Ready
0: to go? Yeah. Trustee Splendorio is in the room. He may have just stepped away for a moment,
1: but he is in the room. Thank you, Lisa thank you okay so we don't have a long meeting today but we do have an important closed session item um while we're waiting for sled why don't we run through something quickly and then maybe go to closed session uh early if we can so first up is public comment we have none next up is consent agenda which is the minutes of the june 21st meeting I move that we approve the uh, minutes of June.
0: June There's two meetings, I think. One April, and then the five quick meeting we had in June.
2: June. You know what? Uh, Those minutes are
0: not ready, but yes, they need to be adjourned. Yes, I approve the. I.
1: I uh, we approve the. Julie. Second, right. Second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nellie. Moved in second, and all in favor, Oh, I actually, hold. Well, give us a second. Right. No, I unmuted it. All right, I'll
1: do uh, roll. No one can. No audio.
2: Oh, no audio.
1: Yeah. Splint, can you hear us?
2: Well, even without
1: blend, the motion carried unanimously. Yes. Um team to the ER, level two, ETA seven minutes. We're not having the cybersecurity update because ETS 8, 7, 8. is not here, right? right? Correct. All right, moving right along. Next, we have a discussion of internal audit compliance reporting. And just to let everybody know, in case everybody didn't know, I have to leave a little after 5 because my E Health District has our board meeting at 5.30. So I don't think our closed session will necessarily take that long, but... Let's see if we can get through the rest of the agenda in time, so I can be there for that. So, please uh, take it away, Marilyn. And Let me, uh, Internal uh, audit compliance
3: reporting. So, I just I'm gonna
1: Nice plan. Getting... Hi. Hi, everybody. Sorry, my audio just got fixed. so I'm, I, I couldn't hear anything for the first five minutes. You're coming through loud and clear, and your image is sharp also. That's a lovely backdrop. Rona, do you? I'm sorry, I, I probably did. Uh,
2: do you want
0: me to share my screen
3: do you have it up if i don't have go. it up. but i can get it up yes that would be great because for some reason mine keep going down i had pulled it up and i went back and it was gone one
2: moment. moment please oh do you see james said he's in the waiting room uh, there might be people. Let's no, I don't see anybody in there. <laughs> 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 Who is that? That's Kim <laughs> I thought it was Kim. <laughs> yeah. We, we
0: can we can have better
2: technology. You ready? You have yeah, give yes. oh
3: yeah. a green screen. So we can start with uh, with our privacy dashboard. And for the fourth quarter, we had 84 um, new concerns that had come in. We closed 83. There are a total of 14 that are you know, pending resolution. That's, they're basically in progress. And there was one case that was reported um, to a government agency. And basically to the right, it's um, a breakdown of the different types of um, cases that came in. We had um, our privacy um, director, she reviews a lot of the contracts that come in whenever there are privacy related issues. And so there were 14 contracts. Um, There were 10 privacy investigations, all involving either unauthorized access or snooping um, into the EHR. There were eight privacy audits that were done Uh, There were two lost or stolen devices, uh, laptops, and privacy, you know, has a role in those. Uh, Medical record overlays, basically making sure that's, that often happens sometimes when there's potential identity theft and we have to collect, correct the records, then privacy works, uh, you know, on that misdirected uh phi uh, distribution errors those type of things um there there were three projects that our uh, privacy uh, folks were working on um, we had one issue which was dealing with unauthorized photos and this was profile photos for badges that type of thing and they were doing COVID. people were not coming in physically taking their photo id so we had people pretty inappropriate pictures. So we had to uh, get involved in that, update our policy, those types of things. Um, again, policies and procedures, updating those. Um, around research, there were 16 um, issues or cases that privacy was involved in research. Let's see. Nine uh, mis-sent or unencrypted emails. And then there are a few other things. There were three government reviews. That was basically agency requests for information. Uh, And then it was privacy, a HIPAA security issue. So as you can see, we're kind of all over uh, the map. There are just, you know, um, multiple, you know, issues that we're dealing with every month. The next slide Mama. can i ask a question sure. on sure. the if you
2: go back to the first second third and fourth quarter and i'm not sure if i'm adding it right so let's say on the first quarter you have 13 then you close
3: i can close that. it 62 and then if i
2: add the four and two to the new one that would be then 39 for that period then if i use the same way but then when i go to the second third it didn't add up so
3: i'm just curious one of the things that happened when we start looking at the quarters Mm -hmm. before we were not capturing all of the things that were coming in and putting it into um, our compliance database and one of the things that i you know really started noting was our team capturing every issue that was coming through. So that we could track it and actually have, you know, a good representation of the amount, you know, of concerns that were coming to us. The ones that come directly to the hotline are there, but when we have uh, them calling, emailing, managers contacting us, those type of things were not always getting entered into the database. And so that's why the big jump in the third and fourth quarters. And if you see that, if you look, you'll see a big jump. You know, across the board. Here in privacy, when we get to compliance cases, the same thing. And so um, that's one of the things that's gonna explain the difference. The other thing is, a lot of these are also HR cases because they come into the hotline. You don't necessarily, well, these are the uh, privacy Mm ones, but when we look overall, you'll see a lot of the uh, HR cases also come into uh, Lighthouse and they work them through there. And again, I have really emphasized them capturing, you know, everything that comes through. It's easy sometimes if, you know, you get a phone call, you address something, and then, you know, you move on. But we really, you know, my thing was we need to capture all of the work that we're doing. And we also need to be able to track all of the issues that we're addressing, because sometimes they do come back later And if you haven't written it down, documented what was done, you know, it could become a problem later, so. And how are we
2: capturing those? I mean, is it like they just
3: write on paper or is it- No, we have a database. Database. We actually have a database where we are documenting everything. So we are not only capturing what the allegations are, the investigations are documented there. The recommendations and then uh, all of the action items that need to be uh, completed in order to resolve it. Those are also documented so that when we close that case out, we know from beginning to end exactly what was done, who was involved, what the resolution was. And so, if for some reason a year or two years later, you know, there's a question or something comes up, we can go back and know exactly who was involved. And what transpired with how we responded. And we get all those documentation for all of uh, In Lighthouse, it stays. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. This is just another um, dashboard showing the same information. And again, uh, another report, just a different view of the same cases. A little bit more explanation. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. The one, um, we had one reportable breach notification. It was unauthorized access into a patient's medical record. That patient was notified on a plan of correction. You know, all that was in progress. This is uh, the privacy proactive monitoring <laughs> tool that we are, database that we're, tool actually, that we're gonna be implementing uh, originally it was scheduled to kick off in June, but due to you know some constraints with I, uh, IT, they had some other priorities with the data center. Our project had to be moved. So it is, uh, discovery is due to begin October 1st. So we're really excited about that because right now, even you know, when you look at the number of cases that we have coming in for quarter, the one thing that I know is that what we're getting now is based upon people reporting things to us but we're not being proactive and so once this tool is done i believe our privacy cases are going to go up exponentially because this system will give us a hundred percent um they can look at every access into the system and there are basically. Um, the way ai is set up they can tell you know if there's a potential for unauthorized access you know based on criteria that's there and so we definitely expect to see more privacy incidents as a result not that they're not happening now we just don't have privy to them because we don't have system and you're such a
0: small team, and you're not on the facilities so right the only way these things come to
3: you is if somebody is reporting. Yes. So imagine how many others possibly go right. on Especially when you think about things, for instance, like same departments, people who work together, right? If my coworker got sick and I'm curious about what happened, and I go into their record, right now there's, you know, I'm not, we're not going to know that. But the way the system, this system is set up, it will automatically send a report to compliance. Say this is a potential thing, unauthorized access. The same thing with neighborhoods. If you live in a, near the same address in the same apartment complex, if someone goes into someone's record that lives in that same building with them, it'll give us a report to say this is a potential breach. Um, with you know people who are on our insurance, for instance my dependents, if I go into one of my dependents or my husband's medical record, it is going to send a report to clients to say, this is a potential breach. So we will get notified, those kinds of notifications. Now, all of them may not be inappropriate, but that's when we do the investigation. Let me, let, me, let me ask a
2: question. Isn't, let's say, that every staff has different kinds of level of access anyway? Let's say, for example, yeah, i have enterprise access meaning i have access to all but then you don't have the same access that i have so isn't that how
3: it works or it, it's like just it's actually it's everyone is not going to necessarily have enterprise-wide mm-hmm. access yeah. that's very limited and um And when people get access, it's based upon their specific job requirements. And so, for instance, if you work in adult medicine, right, and you go into a child's in in pediatrics record, we're going to get a flag to say, why is that employee in a a ped's record? Because they work in adult medicine. And so that's the kind of information we don't have privy to today, but that's what we will have once this system is Bad it got delayed, but at least it's coming now. It's coming. Yes, it yeah. is. Now, This is important. Yes. The patient stuff. Huh? It, is. it is. The next slide, please. And so, this is uh, just an overview of uh, our IRB and the, the cases that came in, are actually the reviews that came in during the fourth quarter. There was one expedited review for exempts seven modifications one annual renewal one expedited annual check-in and right now there are total a total of 75 active studies all right the next slide and so for this one uh this is our fiscal year 2024 in internal audit plan and as you guys know, this was a result of the uh, the risk assessment that was done. So, the risk based audits that uh, we're, we have scheduled is position contracting. That particular audit is in process right now. Um, payroll and time cards that is one that uh, we do, you know, we have plans to do. User access, professional billing adjustments, and cash postings. And the cash posting one is one that we will probably be doing in the fourth quarter of this year because we do currently have some issues uh, around controls for our cash. Uh, the recurring audits uh, that we've been doing is our CMS open payments audit, and that's on an annual basis. Our exclusion testing we do monthly, and that's for sanctions, and then. then um, we are all we, you know, we did leave some uh budget sometimes so that if there are special projects or management requests for audits, that uh, we can, you know, do some of those. So, these are the
0: priorities right now. I, I know your internal audit list was very uh, large, and yes. you have such a small team.
3: Yes, one of the, well, there's some good news is that we did just get approval to add uh, an additional internal auditor. So that will give us the capacity to do some more um, audits. So are there time, I know this say fiscal 2024, but for each of those items, is there like timelines? Yes, there are. The uh, position contracting one um, is in process right now. The next one I know that will be done during the fourth quarter. The, the next two that we are trying to get done is the payroll and time cards and cash postings. We want to try and get both of those done, uh, if possible, in uh, Q4. Well, the next three months, <laughs> which is really Q2. And so uh, and then the last two will be uh, Q3 and Q4 of next week. The next slide. So the age credit balances report, that one was completed. Um, and what the finding on that one was was that interest was not calculated and paid on our self-paid credit balances since the inception of Epic. Um, the data views was they weren't effectively supporting, you know, them being able to prioritize the older self paid credits, and so they weren't processed. And so what the remediation for that is is to automate the um, in, the interest payment calculation, and then to do an enhancement to Epic the data views so that they can monitor and prioritize those aged credit balances. And we, you know, basically worked with Revenue Cycle and they're, they'll be working with you know Epic to get that enhancement done. And then again, physician contracting is in process right now and going very well. I've gotten some really great feedback, not only from my team, but also from the contracting team on the process and how, and how it's going. And Amanda, I don't know if they've given you any feedback
1: on what their feelings are around how the process is going turn on uh i think contracts. they're they're really happy to partner with the compliance team
3: they're really really they're really great synergy between compliance and legal so uh, yeah. they're really happy about the partnership
2: so that means when you're saying interest not calculated that we
3: lost some of those interests not that we lost these were where um, there were overpayments by patients, right? And there should be timely reimbursement of those, oh, our refunds of those. And those refunds were not done timely. So we were responsible, it should have been paying the, them interest, interest on it. And oh. that's what wasn't happening. But uh, are the patients like, like okay, We like, did not, yeah, a lot yeah, of the okay, patients probably interest. didn't even know no, that they uh, were due interest. But it's something that we should have been paying, and so now we're setting up, fixing it, so that it's something that's calculated automatically, and that the system will be, they'll be able to prioritize those. Uh, because you can look at a report, and you have a bunch of, you know, maybe credit balances, but what are your oldest ones, and what is your time frame for refunding those? So, uh, revenue cycle is, you know, that's in there. Um, their area of responsibility. They are definitely <coughs> our three hundred and forty B compliance audits. If you you know can take a look at it, um, they're they're pretty good, um, but we're still you know still working to try and identify why there's some there was a period when we had zero errors, right? And it's all dealing with the modifiers that need to be attached. And periodically we're finding, you know, uh, times where they're still missing those modifiers. And so trying to understand the root cause and why, you know, um, that's happening. And so that is something that's definitely on our radar. And we're still working with those uh, billing teams to figure out what's causing that. The next slide. Um, so here, this is one that we have been working on for a while, and we finally, um, you know, completed it. It's the FY modifier. This is dealing with computed radiology, and basically, what this is is older equipment, and Medicare basically said that, you know, if you're doing uh, these, you know, these uh, X-rays or what images using this equipment then we're gonna pay you 7% less than if you are using the digitized equipment. And we were supposed to be appending modifiers to all of the ones using this equipment, and we were not doing that, so we got overpaid. And we finally, um, you know, completed this, and this is actually a little outdated, because I just got some recent information on this. We have the executive summary. And what we found is the repayment is going to be approximately 300,000. That's not the issue. For us, what the issue is, is that it's about 70,000 line items. There's no way our um, team can go in and rebuild all of those. And so what we're going to do is work, you know, to try and negotiate a settlement for this. And is there any capacity built so that, you know, it shouldn't be
0: you um, going and showing the, uh, and fixing it like people oh, who are in, oh, this yes. has come to us before radiology, just yes. use the modifier. So there's
3: training and capacity. Who does that? That is the IT team that has to do Actually, right now they are working with, it's, I identi- there were a few things that had to take place and a lot of this has been done before for revenue cycle and with radiology. We had to identify where all of the equipment was, you know, and then work with um, Revenue Cycle and with Epic to make sure that those modifiers are appended for those for that equipment. And that work, I believe, that work has been finalized. Um, yeah, but that was, you know, key findings. Yeah, and then we have one um, that. Was dealing with Medicare denials for group psychotherapy, and basically there were 691 charges that have been denied. And so right now, 843 counters are in charge review. But the remediation right now, we are they are appealing these uh, Medicare denials. And so I will, you know, when we get more information on how those appeals go, I will bring that information back. the next slide even though this is this says compliance case reports we put this one here because there are there's some remediation that has to be done and this is dealing with our IRB. and what we did was have here do a mini um assessment of our IRB and how in our hrpp which is the human research protection program we wanted to to really get a baseline of the work that we had done, where we were, and where our gaps were, and what we needed to do to make sure that we were in for compliance. And it was really a, they did a really good job. There's an HRPP toolkit that's provided, you know, uh, with this assessment. And it basically gives you a comprehensive set of workflows, uh, standard operating procedures, checklists, worksheets, and templates. And you can take those and customize them, you know, to our organization. And so basically, after going through this, there were 25 recommendations. And so we have not yet implemented um, the IRB manager uh, database, we want to make sure that these 25 recommendations are in place. And so that leads actually to another discussion that we end up having because some of the work around research um, that's been done—it's you know—it's been done basically episodically, right? It's not centralized, and we have been work trying to work with uh, the Bay Area Tumor Institute to to do to have access to some additional studies for our patients, but they wanted to use Epic. Um, we have Epic, but we had never turned on the research portion of that database. And so, when we reached out to, um, we went through the Smart Committee to see if we could get that done, right? Because our physicians wanted to use Epic. It really made documentation, having data available, uh, separating the patients from their medical uh, visits and their research visits. So. It's a great thing to have that, but when we went to Smart and we started having a conversation with them, it's a pretty big investment to get that done. Not just you know in um, in money that we would have the cost, but also an investment in IT staff time to get this done. And so we decided to take a look from a system perspective in what do we really want to do with our research program. And so right now we are, uh, we're working with strategy and with our executive leaders, you know, to see if we can stand up a research program. Um, And so we're kind of putting some of this on hold until we make that decision. Everyone is interested and we really do believe that we have, you know, a clinical leader who's willing to take that on. And so if that, you know, uh, comes into fruition, the IRB will definitely move from under compliance to a research program. But it's setting up a governance structure for research, and Oops. I just, I think, you know, it would be really good. We can get that. Okay. Chair, can I make oh. a recommendation?
2: No, you
0: can make two. <laughs> <laughs> so I I, I would love, I would request that the IRB come to the Hedy Committee because I know that part of the Hedy Charter is workforce teaching political. So I'm just going to the, you know, the principles of the Belmont report that govern IRB were birthed from a history of unethical practices towards ethnic racial minority research participants and low income participants. The IRB plays a very important role in ensuring that researchers are held accountable to very ethical practices. And right now, some of the racial equity considerations are engaging with the community making sure that community aspirations are part of the co-design development of documents. If you're going to have formal, you know, pro- uh, consent documents and things that language translation is given, it's very intimidating to people to have a lot of documentation that is translated into different languages. There's language protocols of so people when they are being recruited for studies, know what they are signing for, that equitable... Selection of human subjects is done. There's all data that data collection should be considerate. how you collect data Speak the language of the study population Cost we know that when we do a budget the cost of the researcher and things are there, but sometimes Study participants are not at all Compensated for that so there's a whole equity angle to that so I won't go more into detail, but I would please request that if we are setting up, it's so high, overdue getting a, a governance structure done on our all these silos, like who's looking after the IRB, and if this could come to head in you, future. Oh,
2: you're welcome. We... Nellie. Oh, I was just wondering, in that assessment finding that you mentioned, there's 25 recommendations, is that something that the trustees would have
3: access what are those recommendations or is it, i didn't bring them with me but it's definitely something that if you you know uh, want to see what they are because we are currently working on um, started working on implementing um, most of them so i can definitely bring that information back but you're welcome uh, do you say? have any questions or comments
1: no that it's Um, we're
3: asking mark no (laughs) where are we at
1: up next is written reports
3: and then we're going to go into closed session yes so the written reports um the compliance dashboard the compliance dashboard uh, oops uh, oops, sorry there you go okay so for the fourth quarter, there were um, basically 167 um, either cases, issues, you know, consults, those type of things that came through. Um, total pending resolution, we closed 159, uh, total that are pending resolution 157, and one reported to a government agency. So for compliance, there were 14. and. They basically fell under either audit requests, fraud, waste, and abuse, um, some just information requests, um, compliance questions regarding gifts or conflict, potential conflicts of interest, drug diversion, diversion allegations, and documentation concerns. Um, the one that was under legal is pending, It's a pending privacy case. Uh, internal audit was the risk assessment. There was some uh, education and training that was provided to hr um, and that was on some upgrades that had been done to the lighthouse system hr had 61 cases employee relations uh, incidents hostile work environment allegations harassment allegations and retaliation allegations risk and safety had three that came through patient complaints and patient safety concerns And again, we capture these um, and they fall into these different categories. But when they come through the lighthouse system, they come into compliance. And so we make sure that we gather the information. It might not be something that we work on directly, but especially if it's a quality related thing, then we get that team involved so they can resolve whatever those issues are. But we follow it to make sure that it's done to the conclusion. And then again, the privacy cases, and um, we had two other that were medical records requests. And Hmm. again, you see the difference between quarter one, the first two quarters, and then we've got to the third and fourth quarter. And that's again, capturing all of the work that we're doing. So in terms of
2: um, just looking at the the cases that's being reported on the HR, there's 61. And, you know, I mean, I'm just concerned about the bullet number two, hostile work environment allegations, and really not sure which area it's coming from. I mean, I could guess that I'm wrong, but I keep on hearing like a particular area that it keeps coming up over time and, and, and having people, you know, in a regular meeting that's being brought up about the uh, hospital environment. So I'm just wondering, you know, whether are those legit or not? But it seems like I hear that more. Um, so mm-hmm. what you know, I could do, I just want to bring that here and, and you know, safety is something that, you know, come to to the open comments from, from staff. So I want to bring that to everyone? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, especially, I'm not sure there's maybe some trainings or whatever that could be looked into in terms of, I think, like I said, I might be wrong from what I hear that it's more at the John George. Maybe it's more, you know, because their the environment is more different, right? And so, but that's what I, I don't hear a lot from this area or other hospital, but. That is something that I hear more, you know, uh, the, the hostile working So I'm hoping that we're looking into that more in that because it's just
0: escalating and that's something.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There are certain pain points. points. Yeah. Well, we could definitely, you know, know, pull a report to see where the location is, if it's, you know, if it's listed in there and um, if it seems to be. Know, that it's concentrated in one area, certainly um, make a recommendation yeah. to provide some additional support to support, those Support, training, training, or whatever. Some I've even um, had instances where we've sent EAP into those environments mm-hmm. to, to work with those
2: teams. Yeah, so, you know, one thing is, I mean, it's fine and good to, to look at this report, but when you see a big number, I'm really concerned, how are the people, is it, are, um, people that are on the above level or are there more training that's needed to like the escalate situations or is it that, are there more referring to a, when they said hostile work environment, um, I feel like it could be, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't wanna make like some assumption, is it manager, because that may be a human reaction, maybe it's the manager, but then maybe they could be referring to that it, it's a hostile work environment in a situation on how to deal with the patients, right? And so how do we make sure that people are properly trained when you're dealing with you know, um, patients and yes. there's training to be able to, to yeah. Handle, yeah. handle that. So yes. we could really look more in depth on that, not just being you know, like we're here and then giving us a report, but if there's nothing to, the escalate or, or, or provide solution, then we're just going to continue to see over the right. I, I would rather see that on the report, we're doing something and this is, you know, now it's it, it, the 61, maybe next month or next quarter, it's like, okay, we now only have 20.
0: Perhaps and you can connect with the HR because I know yes. they do a lot of that training. Mm-hmm. And,
3: so and that is their, we report on HR numbers because it comes into our database. And so we have oversight in that mm-hmm. sense. But I can definitely work with them. And, you know, we can also invite them to come and speak to this. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. that
1: it?
2: That was Next. the last slide. That was the last one. Oh, that was the last, oh, that the last, last, last slide. slide. <laughs> okay,
3: great. Hey, <Hi>, everybody.
1: <laughs> okay. So uh, we're going to go into closed session now. Okay. Thank you, uh, Chair Friedman. The um, Audit and Compliance Committee of the Board will now go
3: into closed session to consider the items as stated it on the agenda. We're ready. All
0: right. Welcome back. The Audit and Compliance Team met in closed session. No action was taken. And with that, we will adjourn the September 20th meeting of the Audit and Compliance. Thanks all. Take Thank care. You. Thank you. Thank,
3: Thank you. you.